0: Welcome to the Mercy Hill Church podcast. This podcast is a collection of sermons and conversations intended to stir up your affections for Jesus. We hope this content helps you know and tell the story of Jesus better. Good morning, my name is Lucius Rosina IV. I'm the lead pastor of You Movement Church. Um, I'm excited to be here with you all this morning. This is my second time serving you all. Do I need to step back? I hear a little feedback. Is it me? Is my mouth too big, too loud? Amen. Praise God. God gave me this mouth. (laughs) But I'm excited to be here with you all this morning as we dive into the word of God this morning. I do want to let you all know this. And I'm not just saying this. I definitely pray for you all the time. As much as I pray for my church, I pray for you all because I believe that we're all here in Marietta, Georgia for a great, powerful purpose It's to turn this city upside down for the glory of God. Amen. That Jesus Christ may be exalted and many may come to know him. Amen. So even as I stand here looking at you all, I'm praying that we all today, as we sit in this room, knowing God's presence is here, that we all be encountered by this presence of God and by this power of God. And most importantly, by this word of God, that it may center us. Amen. And open our eyes to what God is saying to his word, his will and his ways. Um, We'll be in Ephesians Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13 this morning. If you could turn with me to Ephesians, if you got your, if you're on your phone, then open your phone, slide over with me, <laughs> whatever it is, but let's, let's, let's engage and meet together, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. Um, three things about the book of Ephesians. That's so beautiful that it highlights this new life that we have in Christ, this new community that we have in Christ, and this new standard of living that we have in Christ. The hope of your leaders, I'm sure they've been praying and seeking the Lord, which I agree with, is that you all will grow in the love of God, but also that you will grow in the knowledge of God, his ways, his will, and his works. And after you receive this understanding and this this knowledge and this wisdom and understanding of God and his ways, I pray that we would embrace it, that we would believe it, and that we would protect it as a people of God. Amen. So in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13, I pray that it continue to unfold to us what God wants to be unfolded to us. So I'm going to pray one more time and then we're going to dive into it. Father Abba, who is in heaven holy is your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven holy spirit help me holy spirit help us to see and hear the heart of god our god holy spirit give us knowledge wisdom and understanding and discernment of what god is showing us so we can not only know it and embrace it with our hearts but it'll flow through our hands and it'll change the communities in which we live work worship and play Holy Spirit, give us the ability to be bold, but most importantly, Holy Spirit, give us the ability to embrace this identity that we have as this new family in Christ so we may pursue it and protect it, this diverse, this dense, this beautiful family of all people, of all nations coming together under God to be one nation. So have your way, Holy Spirit. We trust in you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 I want to talk about this morning. We are one nation under God in Christ. We are one nation under God in Christ. The phrase of the statement, one nation under heaven wasn't founded in the minds of the United States, of leaders of the United States, but it was—it finds its origin in the heart and hands of our God Yahweh. This was Abba's original design when he created Adam and Eve. He commanded them to rule and to be fruitful and to multiply and to what and to fill the earth, fill the earth as one nation, as a kingdom, under the kingship of Him, our God Yahweh. Before the fall and before the Tower of Babel, we were one people with one language, reflecting the image of God and representing his kingdom rule. But through the fall into sin and through the Tower of Babel into the diversity of languages. Sin and the diversity of languages led to mankind continuing to fulfill the earth like God called them to. But there were two great problems that came with it. One, they were no longer one nation and they were no longer under God. But God, hallelujah. Yahweh chose a people out of the people of the earth to continue to reflect his image and represent his kingdom rule on the earth and these people were called the Israelites, the Hebrews, and these Israelites would be a people of many shades of color from the hot eastern lands of Jerusalem and Africa all the way to, to Rome. These people We declare the will, the ways, and the word of God. But this was only the beginning. Israel was only the beginning. For the ending was concealed through those ages and in the midst of those ages. And the end was God's original design, which is to have all people, all nations, all colors coming together to be one nation representing him on the earth. And Ephesians chapter 3 reminds us of this one nation under God. See, people knew that the Messiah would come to to bring salvation. But people didn't understand that he was not only bringing salvation, but he was also bringing a kingdom. And they said, okay, we understand there's going to be a kingdom. But they also didn't understand that this kingdom was going to be expanded. And in this kingdom was going to be Jew." and gentile hebrew and greek male and female and we continue and even in our own lives and even in this modern day to see this unfold by the holy spirit so let's dive into ephesians chapter three i won't be before you long being one a black man and being one a pastor i love to talk a lot so i need to stay on point amen (laughs) Let's dive into Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. Verse 1 says this. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner in Rome of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles. Now, Paul, he is speaking to an audience of Jews and Gentiles. Y'all know this is circular. It's what's called a letter of circulation. So this letter just didn't go to Ephesus, but we're believing and went to many different churches surrounding But it was an audience of Jew and Gentile, so you're going to see him talk to both. He said, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner in Rome of Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles. He said, I'm a prisoner in Rome because, man, it was my heart's desire given to me by God to pursue Gentiles with the gospel. And because I was sharing the gospel with you, now I'm arrested for the sake of the gospel. He said, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by the revelation of the Holy Spirit as I've written briefly. He said, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ again. They knew about this Messiah, this anointed one, through our time, since the beginning of time, through prophets and leaders, saying there would be a Messiah, there would be a Savior, there would be a Messiah, but they didn't understand that. Though there was a, 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 a understanding of the, the Messiah and what he was coming, to, uh, coming with, and the plan that came with them, they didn't understand that there was a mysterious plan as well. And this is what Paul is talking about. He said, the mystery of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one which was not made known to the sons of men and other generations as it has now been revealed. Pause. He said, man, "He said they didn't receive it the way I'm receiving it right now by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't revealed to them the way it's been revealed to me. The, the, the Israelites, they didn't get it the same way we're getting it right now. Because why? Because we have the Holy Spirit, which we know came down in the day of Pentecost, which was celebrated a couple of weeks ago. He said, has been known to me now been revealed to me to his holy apostles and prophets of the Spirit, the old covenant be, that was revealed that was concealed now being re- revealed in the new covenant by the Holy Spirit. He says this: this mystery. Here it is. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs. You see how he's talking. At first, he was like you Gentiles. Now he's like the Gentiles. So he's talking to a group of people, whether it's you and Gentile, he said, Gentile, you. And then he said, these Gentiles, the Gentiles, this mystery is that the Gentiles are what? Fellow heirs, Paul's, meaning now they are, they inherit the same thing, Israel, that you inherit. Now they are the same children of the God that you are. He said, you are there, members of the same body, meaning we are one now. We're not separated serving a cause, but we live together. We are one in the spirit realm and earth. We are one by the, by the grace and gospel of Jesus Christ. We are one now. We are members of the same body. Now the hand and the head, the hand and the hand are now together. The feet and the fingertips are now working together. He said, we are members of the same body and partakers of the promise. He said, now Gentiles, he said, now those Gentiles, it's not just about you, Israel. Now the Gentiles are also partakers of the same promise been shared with you, though there are some promises that were only strictly for Israel. But he's like, but this great promise of salvation, of this coming kingdom, of this Messiah, they partake of it now as well. Through what? In Christ, through the gospel. Gentiles receiving all of this in Christ. He said, now they are, he said, these Gentiles that y'all once pushed away, the ones that y'all would not talk to at the well, but only Yeshua Jesus did, the one y'all looked down on, the one y'all treated as dogs at one point, now they're part of the same body. Now they're part of the same promise. Now they're part of the same family. Now they're part of the same nation and kingdom as you are because of Christ Jesus and the gospel, the good news. Matter of fact, this is the good news. For Gentiles, they'd be like, hooray, praise God. Some Israelites probably be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but then there were also some Jews who like, I don't know if I want to be part of it. Think about right now. Though we are diverse, though we are diverse, and you got African American, you got Indian, African-American, Indian-American, uh, Indian you got Asian, you got Hispanic, you got white, you got all this in one room is one church. And we may say, man, we are diverse. We are diverse. The question I have, how much do you see people in the church talking about, I am Hebrew, I am Jew? We see a lot of Gentiles maybe together, unified, diverse Gentiles. But what Christ is talking about is this wall of partition that's been torn down where now Jew and Greek are together, or Jew and Gentile are together, living together in one same body, one member, one uh, partakers of the same promise. That is what we need to pursue along with what we're pursuing and having already. He said the wall of partition between Hebrew and Gentile has been torn down in Christ. This is why he's saying, hey, now y'all one. Christ died on the cross. He rose from the grave. And when he died on the cross and rose from the grave, and listen up, that wall that separated you two has been torn down. Now you all at one. He said there was no more division between the two. There's no reason to work for you to look down on the other one. You are all one in Christ. But the sad thing is, is that due to the brokenness and, of mankind and, and the creating and establishing of many denominations and institutions and groups, we today have built up walls that Christ has tore down. And now we have these things now separating us and keeping, keeping us from together, coming together to, en- to engage a community for the glory of God. We have done it without brokenness. Christ tore it down and we built it up. Well, we're this, so you got to believe, no, you got to, no, you don't, if you ain't with this, I can't really fellowship with you. Built up another wall. Oh, man, you're that, I'm this. I wish you were over here because now we can't fellowship until you adopt what I have. Man, Christ tore down the wall and said, man, cut out all that. You are one in Christ. Do a great work. See, our religious creations have created reasons why we can't fellowship and pursue our community together as the kingdom of God. Denominations must not separate us and nor should denominations bind us together. For it should only be Jesus the Christ, the anchor and the soul and the stitch that keeps the family of God together. Amen. Only Jesus. Not denominations, not institutions or establishments. For he is what unifies us he is who unifies us this is the beauty of the gospel this is the mystery that was concealed and now being revealed that at the end of the day God's goal was that everybody would be his children those who place their faith in Jesus Christ Jesus Christ lived a sinless life and died a gory death, he rose with a victorious resurrection and ascended to a glorious throne to save us from God, to reconcile us to God and reestablish us under God. And if you are in this room or if you are online and and you haven't repented and turned from your wicked ways and followed the Lord Jesus, if you haven't come to a place to where the Lord Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior he doesn't run your life, then you are not saved from God and you are not reconciled to God and you are not reestablished under God as part of his nation. But you have that opportunity today because of Jesus Christ to just turn. And say, I don't want to place my faith in my word, my will, and my ways. But Lord Jesus, I place my faith in your word, your will, and your ways. So the day before you leave here, or or today before you turn off your, your computer or your phone or what have you, sit and make a decision today to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. For the world tells us we're all one nation under God, and we're not. It may be under a God, but it's not the God. Yahweh, the one true holy God, for only through Jesus Christ can we be under God, submit under God as his children. Because what? Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life. He said nobody could come to him through me. So if they're not coming, and if you're not coming through Jesus Christ, then you're not walking the narrow way. But you're walking a broad way that will lead you to death and destruction forever separated from God I plead with you today if you're in this room even if you're a believer rocking the fence don't play with him Jesus Christ has died on the cross for your sins and it's not about you being perfect but it's about you posturing your heart to see that he's beautiful and he's worthy like the song says for us to submit to him amen let's continue on So a mystery has been revealed through the gospel that Jew and Gentile are co-heirs, members and partakers in Christ Jesus, one nation under God in Christ. A beautiful, beautiful thing. And then Paul says this, of this gospel... The good news that you and Jintal are one people, one body. I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power, his Holy Spirit to me. Though I am the very least of all the saints. I'm pretty sure we all say that. I'm the very least. I know I am. I'm not worthy to be a pastor, minister, a leader. I know where I was. I know what I deal with on a daily basis. And my wife will tell you everything else I deal with on a daily basis. I'm least, like Paul says, I'm least of the saints. And what he's saying is that he's humbly saying, I'm not worthy of this calling. He said this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, the spiritually and earthly riches that of inheritance that comes in Christ. He said, I've been called to tell the Gentiles about this unsearchable rich riches that they have in him joy, peace, a new body, a new life, a new creation, a new identity, a new covenant, a new community, a new family, a new nation. He said, and to bring to light to everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God. He said, I'm here to serve the Gentiles and let them know of the unsearchable riches that they have in Christ as inheritance, earthly and spiritually. He said, but I'm also here to let everybody know about this beautiful plan of the gospel that they didn't realize that was taking place, which is that God desires for Jew and Gentile, male and female, all to be one under him as his children, as his family. It says, been hidden for all ages in God, who created all things so that through the church, Here we go. The manifold manifold wisdom of God may now be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. I'm going to rewind it back so you can hear the flow of it. He said, to me, though I am the very least of all saints, this grace was given to... He said, His grace was given to preach the Gentile to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God. Hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church, the manifold or the many levels or the many layers, many layers of wisdom now might be made known to the rulers and authorities and what? In heavenly places, angels, demons. They will all know through my church the manifold wisdom of God. Yahweh through us, through his church, wants to unfold, wants to share, wants to reveal his manifold, his mini-layer, his many deep his how deep, his how wide, his how high wisdom of the gospel of Christ through his church. He is glorifying himself through us, amongst angels and amongst demons this is not new think about the book of Job remember he said that he said as he was meeting with the sons of the the sons of of, of god and then he said that the enemy came in and the, lucifer came in and said yo he said yo don't say what are you doing i'm paraphrasing this is lucia's uh you know interpretation of it you know this is probably the hood way of saying it so he was like yo he came in the midst of it, and he was like yo what you doing Satan?" he said you know Satan was like you know how i do i just go back and forth kicking it get lit doing what i'm doing causing problems you know what i mean he said have you considered my servant Job?" And y'all know the rest of the story and then he said, he said, but Job only do that because you're doing everything for him. And I can go on through the story, but really what you're seeing is that Yahweh is, is setting up a scene for him to pop his collar and show his glory in the life of Job in the midst of angels, in the midst of demons. See, sometimes, oh my God, this is not on here. This is not on here. Sometimes you look at the hardship that you're going through. My God. You're looking at the hardship you're going through in your life as an obstacle. And it's really, it could be, or maybe it's an opportunity for God to show up and flex his glory in the midst of the angels and the demons to let him let them know this is mine. Why are you thinking some? They say, who is man? that you're so mindful of them. Why do you think angels came down when Yeshua was born and they had to see like, yo, like he said, he was coming. I got to see this for myself. Look at this. Because God is a God who who loves to reflect his glory to let everybody know that I am able to do whatever it is that I want to do. No one can stop my plan. Nobody can stop my will. And then also he's a God that's loving, kind, gracious, merciful. Man, that pulled me off the side, but that was the whole spirit I had to follow. May you be encouraged by that. Some of y'all might be going through something right now. Don't look at it as, a, as an obstacle. Look at it as an opportunity for God to show up. One, to fleck his glory, but also, thank you, Holy Spirit, but also to refine you, to refine you, to refine your character, to refine your faith to bring you to a place of what your leaders want, to where you grow in loving him and trusting him, to where you grow in knowing him. It's in the midst of suffering, the fellowship of suffering, that you begin to know him like you've never known him before. When you start communion with someone and their suffering is when you begin to understand them more. I know my father, my parents, my mother and father more because I have bills now. Amen. So the suffering of bills, I'm like, I understand why you told me to turn off the light. I understand why well, couldn't be in the shower for hours singing my favorite song? I understand because I'm suffering. <laughs> and in my suffering with bills, I begin to commune and understand what my parents went through. And our suffering for the gospel, like Paul, we begin to understand our father and Jesus. Oh, I get what it is to be betrayed. Now that my friends don't want me to be around them. I know what it is to be lonely now that I've been around people and they push me away. I know what it is to pursue someone and they don't recall or they don't call back or they don't change. I know what it is, God, because now I'm experiencing it. And now I get how I've done you. So there's a community that takes place in the suffering. Sorry, Pastor, that was a side note. I'm going to put me back on time so I can make sure I can stay on time. He said, this was according to the eternal purpose that was that has been realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Praise God. Now you, all of us who know of our brokenness, who know we fall short of glory, God, daily. Now we can have boldness, access, and confidence to come before the Lord Jesus like we sung about and said, I'm sorry. I fell short of your glory. I love you. Can I stay with you? And he always says, of course. We have a God that when you fall short, you can get up and say, I'm sorry, and run back after him. And he doesn't treat you like according to what you've done, but he treats you according to what Christ has done, what Christ has went through. And now he's bringing his Jew and Gentile together, people of two separate worlds together, people of two separate cultures together, people with two separate burdens, two separate likes and preferences together. As beautiful as you see gospel uh, music and CCCM come together, as beautiful as you see black and white come together, as beautiful as you see Hispanic and Asian come together, as beautiful as we see all these worlds come together, it's now being revealed and seen through the church worldwide, and Yahweh is getting the glory through it. May we continue to pursue it, maintain it, and protect what God has gifted us with. It's a beautiful thing. We are one nation under God by the gospel. And then he ends by saying, so I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. He said, this mystery was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him, in Jesus. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, which is your glory. We are one nation under God by the gospel of Christ. In and through Christ, we are one nation, one body, one family. We need one another. I need you. You, Movement Church, need you. Mercy Hill, you need you, Muma Church. Not because we have anything, we're a new church fund, we don't have anything, but we got prayers. Amen. We can pray for you. Or we can walk with you, serve with you, but we need one another. We need one another. When we live as one nation under God, the world begins to see the manifold wisdom of God. He said they would know that you are what? My disciples by your, what? Your love for one another. We have an obligation, we have a responsibility. Nation of God, to display to the world what it is to live in oneness. We have an obligation and responsibility, people of God, to show the world what it is to to forgive one another when we don't agree on certain things. In the midst of any racial tension or any, any type of tension like that, we, the people of God, should be best at it because we understand that we are called to be reconcilers. The world should be able to see this one nation under God and be marveled at how we live with one another, how we love one another, how we seek to understand one another, how we don't give up on one another, how we run when there's tension and not run away from it, how we fight to to maintain this gift that God has given us. And this mystery only reveals that gift. I want to close reading 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 to remind us who we are in Christ. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9. The sad thing about a body that we all know is a fact, though, that any natural body, if there's any dismemberment, then their body is considered handicapped or disabled. Meaning it's not able to do everything it was designed to fully do. So think about us. If we're not pursuing and maintaining unity at God's nation, as God's, God's one member of God's one body where Christ is the head, with the many members of one body in Christ as the head, then we're living as a dismembered church because we're not allowing every part of the body to operate the way it's supposed to. And we already know that if we become a body without a head that doesn't follow the head, or if we decapitate the head, which is Jesus Christ, meaning we're not allowing him to be the Lord over this church, this nationwide church, then we become a body that's decapitated, and the body that's decapitated is a dead church, a dead body. We don't want to be that but we want to pursue what God has for us. And I just want to encourage y'all with this to remind you who you are in Christ along with what Ephesians already shared. Now that you know that you are one nation under God, it says this. But you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, meaning that you go to people on behalf of God and you go to God on behalf of people. You are a holy nation. A nation sanctified, set aside for God out of the world. His own special people. This is what Christ is saying about you through the men of God. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is about you. This is about us. May we live as a holy nation. May we live as a chosen people, a special people of God. May we live as a priesthood, going to people on behalf of God and going to God on behalf of people. And may we live, most importantly, as one nation under God in Christ. Allow Christ to be our identity. Allow Christ to be our anchor. Allow Christ be to be what mends us together and keeps us together. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mercy Hill Church podcast. To keep up with the life of Mercy Hill Church, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We believe the Christian life is best experienced in community. If you're in our area, we'd love for you to join us. If not, we'd love to help you get plugged in to a local church near you. Have a great week.